the line uh, fake e-mentor who, as you know, was uh, one of the people interviewed, a former MP. Uh, a very good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. First of all, how are you feeling about the fact that this has finally been published? Did you ever even think that it would happen today? Uh, because I pray to the living God who has never disappointed me before. If you can go to my Facebook page, you'll notice that yesterday morning I submitted supplications to the effect that God must let that be report, be exposed and be brought to the public. And I was making that prayer, fully knowing that the, the, the court will adjourn today. So I was expecting God to deliver that and he did. And I thank him. Mm. I'm just going to go back to the public protectors, uh, the former public protectors report on this. Uh, uh, point 7.2 regarding whether President Jacob Zuma properly and in violation of the Executive Ethics Code allowed me- members of the Gupta family and his son to engage or to be involved in the process of removal and appointing of various members of cabinet. She says that there seems to be no evidence of action taken by anyone to verify your allegations. Do you support this? Well, um, she says nobody took action. Yes, to verify your allegations when you came forward uh, with the claims that no action was taken to verify your claims. No, that means I don't know. uh, No action was taken by who? There seems to be... Okay, so basically uh, she she was saying that... um, According to the Executive Ethics Code, which prohibits a member of the executive from using information received in confidence in the course of their duties other than in connection with the discharge of their duties. So it is her view that once you came up with these allegations that there should have been an investigation. Perhaps I'll ask it differently. When you made these allegations in public, they were refuted. But the ANC at some point said, well, come forward. We will speak to those who've made these claims. What happened in that process? I never went there because those very people that were, they were calling us to make process are implicated themselves, if not themselves, their family members. So I never went there. That's why I went to an institution that is reputable. I cooperated with an institution that's reputable, which is the institution of public protector. So, are you, I mean, obviously the report is out. What kind of questions were you asked and what information did you give? Um, you know, I... I mean, you will have to go and read that report because obviously the things I said should be in that report. But that, uh, uh, that, uh, the basis of the things I said is in the public domain, and I said uh, much more than I said in the public domain. But it has sufficed that um, when I made those disclosures and when I, I was the first um, interviewee, I did not even know that uh, Jonas, Deputy Minister Jonas, had also been offered what I had been offered. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that he was also taken to the house where I was taken to. So it seems it's a modus operandi. So without even having known, if anybody wants to suggest that there is no proof in what I'm saying, exactly the modus operandi that I said publicly in March, and I said actually those things, if, if you go to my wall when Minister Nene was removed, I did not say make these claims in March. I made them last year already at that point. I said, no, it has gone too far. I do know as a matter of fact that the Guptas are actually appointing, um, uh, uh, um, what is this person, the four-day minister? 
I did say that who is now the interim minister. I said, I do know for a fact that they are appointing him. And I do know for a fact that Nene is removed, not is being removed, not because he is incapable, because he must make way for a minister that is Gupta appointed. I said so in December already, on the 9th and on the 10th, and in the week that, that was following, in those four days. Now, the media picked the hype only in March when I rewrote what I wrote in December. But I was saying that from an informed point of view, fully knowing that I was offered a ministerial position in Saxon world. And I had looked at the modus operandi, I had investigated it, and had satisfied myself that I know for a fact that it did not start with me and it did not end with me. Ms. Mentor, um, you've said also that uh, the president was present in the room uh, when this happened. Were you surprised, firstly, of the conversation that was taking place at the time and that the president was there? No, no, you see, um, what what I say, you know, you guys take shortcuts because maybe you work in on the basis of minutes and seconds. What I said, if you go back to what I said initially, right from the beginning, and I said the same thing to the public protector, I said that um, I was taken to a Sahara office, then driven to a Southern World's house, where the eldest Gupta brother, first and foremostly, knew the agenda of what I was going to discuss with the president. And you should not have known that agenda. And I was kept at bay, irritatingly so, I for the whole day, I was kept at bay waiting for the president, as if they did not know, in, in the aftermath of it, when I looked at it, I realized that they did not know how to handle me. And then I was told that the president is delayed in Lutulas. I should have met the president at Union Building. That's what I knew when I left for, uh, from Cape Town. But he knew the content of my um, agenda, which was highly surprising. But then um, they said to me they are going to keep me at a place where, because the president is delayed, I will be taken to wait for him. And it happened. I didn't know it was a Gupta house. I didn't know it was a wall. So he came first, the offerer of the ministerial position. He came first, he put it there, he put his conditions. And in fact, he did not only speak about the FAA route. He spoke about uranium also. He said, I come from the Northern Cape and there is no uranium. And he also spoke about nuclear and nuclear energy. Hence, my focus from now on is going to be the nuclear deal because I have seen its genesis. The first step was to destabilize the PDMR, which is the Pebble Bed Modular Reactor, because I... I know that they also had their eyes into supplying uranium for the nuclear build and all those things. So the president was not there. Firstly, he was not there when the offers were done. But I think he was in the house because he, when he entered, when the discussion, when I rejected the offer, then he walked in. But he walked in from within the house. He did not walk in from outside the house. He walked in from another section of the house through a passage where I did not know that there is an external uh, uh, entrance. But in anyway, when he came, I repeated to him, because I was flabbergasted, I was uh, surprised, I was, you know, it was mind-boggling for me. And, uh, you know, he, he remained calm. And uh, I thought that, okay, maybe he wants to address it after I've left and all those things. So he was present in this because, and I said this also to the public officer, because when he, he pitched, he didn't pitch from the, 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 guest, the entrance, the main entrance where I was led into the house. He pitched from some 
directions that I don't know, but from within the house. But also to make sure, because I wouldn't say for sure that he had the conversation. He, he can only say if he had the conversation. I, I put it to him right away, what had been said to me. And what was his reaction? I have already said that he said it's, a, it's okay in Tombazana. I am um, sorry that I had taken you out of Cape Town when you are on your crutches. If I knew that you were on the crutches, I would not have brought you all the way still on your crutches, you know. I've already said so. But um, I, 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 that's what I said about the president. That firstly, the Gupta brother knew the agenda. Secondly, uh, just after I rejected, and because when I rejected, my voice was going into a crescendo because I was, I was getting angry. That's then he just walked in. But I, he didn't come from outside the house. Just a final question, Ms. Minton. I do realize that it's trying for you to repeat some of this information, but it really it is for the benefit of those who uh, haven't heard it before. And I also want to make sure that what we are reporting is accurate. As you've pointed out, sometimes we, we get some details wrong. Did you at any point after that meeting confront the president or somebody higher up about this incident and again echo your concerns? You know, you know what I did say before, uh, I don't know if I said this, there are two other people that I told, but you know, this matter can still be going into the litigation process. So yes, um, I did not sit with the information all by myself. There are people, the people that I told about, this, uh, that I shared this, this information with. Are those people within the higher echelons of government or the ANC? Both. Um, both. Are they people who report? You know what? I don't want to be interrogated by you. You can ask me questions about the issues that are in the report. Okay. So yes. are you then able to tell us um, what your next step is? Uh, you've aired your concerns. The report has been published. Uh, um, you said it's, this still early, it's still early days, but... Um, there are, I have not even read through the report myself. I only realized now that my lawyers also sent me a copy. Um, I will have to read the report and look at the recommendation. The next step is to say that the recommendations there must be implemented, but um, I don't know the extent to which the problem is um, dissected. And I, I think when I was driving home now, I had... Uh, somebody's on the, uh, uh, referring to the report and saying that there is a suggestion of something that is similar to a commission of inquiry. I don't know if uh, that uh, it is exactly captured like that in it's the report. It's in the remedial have... action, yes. It says that the president is to appoint within 30 days a commission of inquiry headed by a judge solely selected by the chief justice. Oh, yes. Um, you see, now I, I, I will have to respect the recommendations of the report. Uh, I'll have to study the report and give the uh, whoever has authority to study the report and uh, action it. They must action what is in the report. And the next, the next battle is to make sure that that um, those recommendations are acted upon. And if ever, of course, the president and whoever is, you know, is adversely um, a, a finding is made, uh, an adverse finding is made about them, they have, of course, a right to take the, 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 the report on review to the court. So I don't know if the, 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 the report will go back to the court. We don't know. Okay. So it's early days to say. However, after we have read the report, we do know 
that South Africa still stands on shaky ground like it stood yesterday before the report was, was made public. We do know that, yes, it's exciting that the report is um, uh, released and the public will know what uh, about its content, but it's not the end of the story. One, our monies are, have been ex- exported and monies have been laundered through the country and out of the country, and not on, only money and uh, other resources. And also, where charges uh, 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 must be laid, where the NPA must act, the NPA must act. However, now we know that Sean Abrams is highly compromised. So we don't, I personally don't even trust that he will do what he's supposed to do. He has proven us, he has proven to us with the case of Pravin Godan that he's actually political. He has proven it, uh, it to us with the case of, of McBride that he doesn't know, they don't know what they are doing. So I don't know, we, we don't, I personally don't have hope that that man that is politicized and has politicized the office, whose name is Sean Abrams, will do as the law requires him to do. So it's early days, but steps are going to take it. But the last thing is we have to keep our eyes on the nuclear deal. That deal is problematic, and that deal is going to indebt us for decades and decades and decades to come, and it must be derailed. And that deal is also a big source of corruption, and it needs to be looked into. Thank you so much for speaking to us and taking the time to speak to us, uh, former MP.